say things twice. <laughs> anyway, it's a blessing to look out upon all of you today and precious family that we've spent several, many of you, many years. Some of you knew this year. What a blessing. And uh, again, it's kind of a last minute. <laughs> and I, I know in Bible college they told us that we were supposed to be prepared to preach, pray, or die. And I don't know. I think I'm prepared for one of those anyway. <laughs> well, let's pray before we start. Father, thank you that you, again, allow us to be here for another year. You've blessed us with your grace. And Lord, you've, you've guided us and you've protected us and you've loved us. And we pray that our hearts will be lifted to you yet today. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. You know, uh, today we're closing the door on 2023. Isn't that amazing? And uh, again, so many things have transpired this year, so many events and joys, some sorrows. But God has brought us through them all, hasn't he? He's been faithful to us. And I pray that we've been faithful to him. Those things are past. And if he graces us with another year, I pray he will give us great faithfulness. You know, God reminds us in Psalm 90 that we spend our years as a tale that is told. That's, that's an interesting statement, isn't it? And I've, I've read it so many times through the years and as a young man and middle-aged man, and now an old man. I, I seem to see it a little more now. <laughs> Seems like it's been pretty fast. But again, in all of that, each year, each year, we have that, again, reset, so to speak. We mentioned it on Wednesday night. We have that reset that God, again, if by his grace, we, he gives us another year. We have that year to live for him. What a blessing. Again, we can rest assured that our days are in his hands. Psalm 31, 15. So today we'll be looking at Proverbs 27, 1. Again, like Brother Mark said, we, you know, I've, I've kind of knew that it was coming, so I've been looking at different verses, thinking about them. Uh, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Again, usually it takes me a lot longer to put together a message, so as I have again prepared, I was moved by this uh, one particular writing on this verse, studied many of them, and thought about many thoughts on this verse, but this particular one uh, was a challenge to my heart, and I hope it will be to yours also. Uh, a quote from this particular writing portion, he said, you're welcome to shrink, expand, edit, copy, duplicate, republic our materials. It says, though appreciated, you're not obligated to give credit to us. You do not need to contact us again for further permission. These paragraphs provide your authority to use our documents and sign Brother Crosby. And so a lot of what we have to say this morning will be his and mine, <laughs> mostly his, the good stuff probably. But there's so many things that, that came together in, in, in thinking on this and, and some of the other, some other quotes that were a blessing in bringing our thoughts together one by Ross was, the ver this verse is not ruling out wise planning. I want, to, I want to kind of set the table for that. It's not ruling out wise planning for the future 
only one's overconfident sense of ability to, to control the future. And again, we, um, and I, I got ahead of myself a little bit here on this, but I, I was thinking about how the world is, is going to deal with today, this year, and how they're going to deal with next year. And how differently we are advised to approach each and every year. And again, I, I, I don't want to be the, the Scrooge of New Year's, <laughs> but I want us to be I want us to be thoughtful about what God has allowed us to have and what God may yet allow us to have. And that's certainly in his hands. But he says, uh, the sense of ability to control the future, and no one can presume on God's future. And then, of course, Spurgeon says, and, and so giftedly so, he says, he says, consider what a blessing it is that we do not know what a day may bring forth. I don't know if we ever consider that. That we do not know what a day may bring, bring forth. To know the good might lead us to presumption. To know the evil might tempt us to despair. Happy for us it is that our eyes cannot penetrate the thick veil which God hangs between us and tomorrow. That we cannot see beyond the spot where we are now. And that in a certain sense we are utterly ignorant as to the details of the future. We may indeed be thankful sometimes for our, our ignorance. And so as we again come to that verse and think about boasting not ourself of tomorrow, it's, it can be a temptation, it can be a tendency, and it can be a subconscious activity that we might get involved in. But boast not, and I think as we look at some of these thoughts, again, you, 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 your norm future is today, and we need to keep that before our eyes today. That's, that's what we have. We don't, you know, I, I preached this message many, many years ago to uh, school in South Dakota, well, not this message, but the thought of today. The thought of today is what you have. And, uh, and I look back and I think one of those students uh, went to be with the Lord this year. And uh, there's been a number of the students that we've taught over the years that have died. Some of them went to be with the Lord, some of them not. Some, well, I don't know that. I'm, I'm not the judge of that, but as near as I know, not so. And I guess that would be for, for those others either. I don't know. Those were in God's hand. Some of them made professions. Some of them didn't. But tomorrow, again, you may not be alive tomorrow. That's a, you know, I know, I know actually the last message I preached, I dealt some of these things also. But this, this comes to these thoughts. God has given you today, and you should use it wisely. And I should use it wisely. He's given us today. God holds your future in his hands, and so all our plans should be made humbly and modestly. Amen, humbly and modestly, realizing again that our life is in God's hands. And that ought to cause us to, to flee to Christ. Ought to cause us to look to the future of eternity with eternity's values in view. Again, tomorrow might bring rain. You might lose your job. You might be in an auto accident. You might be diagnosed with cancer. Again, you cannot know or stop any of these events. You don't know. Your perspective on life and your future could be changed drastically in a few hours. And some of you have experienced that already in your life. 
Some of you may have experienced it. Some of us may have experienced it even this year. Some changes that we probably in ourselves would not go through. We're not. And yet we live our life today. And we live it for his glory. And we live it by his grace. And his grace, as Paul said, is sufficient. And so as we think on this, you'll never have today back. You know that. You'll never have today back. And so as we think of that, who should you love in case there is no tomorrow? Who should you love? Who should you seek forgiveness if there were no tomorrow? Who should you thank? Who should you comfort? And above all, what can or should you give God today in confession or praise or conduct to honor him? Because this is the only day, today, the only day you will have to accomplish some of these things. Couldn't do it yesterday. Not promised tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. I used to tell the kids, tomorrow never comes. Because when it gets here, it's today. So it's, there's never really a tomorrow for you and I. Today is the day that we should seek him in salvation. Today is the day in which we should serve him. Today is the day in which we should glorify him. Today is the day in which we should magnify him. Again, you will never have today back. So in, in so doing, guard your thoughts, guard, guard your words, guard your deeds. Again, they can be costly. These things can be costly consequences, good or bad. And so as we think of some of those things, as we think of this year ending today, what will 2024 today be? So make sure that, a, you know, that you know that a successful life is a string of godly days put together. That's a successful life in glorifying God in each of those days. Make sure again today is the brightest day in that chain. As we look at that, this, as we wake and as we look into the day, the day that the Lord has made, we can rejoice in it. So God's wisdom says that godliness with contentment is great gain. Brother Mark spoke to that already today, but God evidently wants us to hear it again. God is in his wisdom says that godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. And so the question comes, are you living today as godly as you know how? That's, that's what it's about. Are you living Today, as godly as you know how. May that be a goal. Maybe, uh, and I was going to start with this. I'll back up a minute. How did how did your 2023 turn out as far as the goals and the, if I sh can use the word, uh, if I could use it, if I could remember it, I'd use it. <laughs> there. How did your New Year's resolutions work out for this year? You know. You, you, surely you've thought of that, and I know, you, you know, most of us haven't sat down and done New Year's resolutions, but we've set some goals out. How they come out? Hopefully to the glory of God, hopefully according to His will, your desire for His will. So are you, again, living today as godly as you know how? Are you content with what God has already given you? Again, 
This is the way to truly maximize our life, being content with what God has given us and using whatever it is. And sometimes we get, get laid back by saying, well, I, I'm just not, I just can't do it like some others. Well, God didn't intend for you necessarily to do it like some others. He can bless you as you yield your life to him. This, is, again, is the way to maximize life and to avoid sinful boasting of, of tomorrow. Do not loudly say what you will do in the future. Again, in, in, any, in any significant statement about your plans for the future, again, as we started earlier, humbly submit your life and plans with these words, what do you suppose they are? If the Lord will. The Lord will. Again, this is God's command for your life. James 4, 13 through 16, probably the most common thought on this subject in the New Testament. Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. That is the, that is the philosophy of the world. Go to, get out of my way, we're going to get this done. We have enough planning, we have enough education, we have enough money, we'll go get this done. And, and, and sadly, sometimes we as Christians fall into that trap. When we ought to say, well, well he says, wherein and you know not what shall be on the morrow. Kind of like we've already stated. For what is your life? It's even a vapor. God says, here, identify yourself. You're just a vapor. Most of us, a lot of hot air. But that's, that's, that's the situation. That's where we are. And that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away for that ye ought to say. What ought to be this, the aspect and, and intent of your heart is if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. That's the thought. So do not presume to, again, reconcile offended, or no, I'm sorry, do you presume to reconcile offended parties in the future? You don't know, you won't be able to, you may not be able to. You could go to them today. Do not procrastinate about any important matters today by the foolish thought that you have tomorrow. That's called procrastination, most of us have done it. Some of us live by it, or have lived by it. Mostly, probably students and college students live by it a lot. <laughs> put it off till tomorrow, put it off till tomorrow. So humbly satisfy, again, the court of heaven and earth today by using its hours wisely. We have that redeeming the time, the Lord tells us. Again, for the days are evil. Life expectancy, again, is based on averages. And, and you know who made those up? Again, well, God, God gave us some, but uh, there is, again, no John or Sally average. In fact, you may die young to make the average what the insurance company say it is. But God says the life expectancy is in the 70. He, said, he says in Psalm 90, verse 10, the days of our years are three score and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it's soon cut off, no matter what. You know, it's interesting to see, and, and again, certainly nothing against trying to live healthy, trying to take care of yourself. God gives us the responsibility to take care of our bodies. 
but don't think you're going to just outlive what God has for you. <laughs> because, because, you know, for it's soon cut off and we fly away. And again, those are, uh, there are those that die at 23, 53, 93. The average is in the 73 area. And so again, why are most surprised by death? People are going to die? You know, it's all around us. And, and it's funny, again, it, it's a certain certainty that no man denies death. Again, because there's a, a fatal presumption of living tomorrow. There's, a, there's that procrastination of death, isn't it? Well, we'll, we'll be alive tomorrow. I'm, I'm not going to die. I feel healthy. I feel good. Ah, But all men boast of tomorrow in various ways. And, and, and again... And one of the common ways is to, to ignore death. To ignore death yourself, even while planning on it for others. Somehow, somehow we, we, again, so many things we know are for others, but not for me. Well, God intends for us to look at it, not to boast ourselves of tomorrow. Now, thank God for health. I thank God if you're healthy. I thank, you know, thank God you're healthy. But don't boast yourself for tomorrow because a lot of healthy people die. <laughs> so again, you do not know if you will, will die tomorrow or what else might happen, but you will answer for every aspect of today in the day of judgment. And this comes along through the line of what we preached the last time we preached, Romans 14, 10 through 12. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For as is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And therefore, again, therefore the lesson is to live godly and wise lives and submit all our plans humbly to God. Submit the life that we've been given by him to him. Uh, so again, we look at the, the thoughts of this verse and say, well, what, what, what can you do? What, what, what can you do? Well, again, you should live one day at a time. That's the thought. That's what God wants us to do. Live one day at a time. Most, often we get swamped down in the past. And God says, forgetting those, Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind, press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But forgetting those things again, uh, live one day at a time. You should count each day as a gift and use it wisely to glorify God. That's why when we wake and we say, this is the, the day the Lord hath made, I want to use it wisely unto God. We, we've had, I've had, I, don't, I, I hope I can say we for the, 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 uh, high school class, a youth group, that we've been studying Proverbs, the wisdom of Proverbs, the marvelous wisdom that God has given to us in that book. And again, you know, some would look at it as a book of rules, but you know, it's a book of wisdom. You can, you can go, you know, we, we had a discussion, uh, I, I chase a rabbit here for a minute. We had a discussion in a couple Sundays ago of what is the opposite of wisdom. And I had some good answers from them. And then, but the number, I was interested in looking that, looking that up. And, and the number one answer is stupid. 
you have a choice of being wise or stupid. That's, that's your choices. And, you know, God's good. He gets it pretty clear to us. Most of us know about those things. Well, anyway, as we look at this, we want to live our lives in the wisdom that God gives us from his word and from his others that lead us. Psalm 90, 12, again, so teach us to number our days. There's the wisdom. Teach us to number our days, living one day at a time, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And Romans 14, 7 through 9 says, For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the living and the dead. So we look at that. So what should we do? You should live and love God's way. Live and love God's way. Again, so that any loss tomorrow might bring, any loss tomorrow, again, might bring, no, I'm sorry, any loss tomorrow will not disturb the eternal rest of your soul. We can face it with rest, with peace, with confidence in God. Because those months will come. Those tests will come for the believer. They will come. I often, so often, uh, I... Uh, I think back and my heart chuckles about one, a, young, a young Christian brother that we, we knew back in the early days. And he had just been saved and we were working, we were building on a, a church addition. And uh, he said, well, you know, he said, before I was saved, he said, I thought the Christian just had to hit the nail once and it went in. And you know, sometimes, sometimes we maybe leave that impression but no, there are still difficulties. Even after you're saved, there are still challenges and tests and problems. But oh, we have the one who takes us through those. We have the chance, opportunity this coming year to submit to him, to rest in him for what, whatever he would bring our way. Business and other plans should be submitted to God's sovereign will. Yes, we should prepare, as I read earlier. Yes, we should, we should make preparation. God tells us that. It's, it's, that's wisdom that he, he's given to us. But we do it again according to his sovereign will. And we yield it unto him. As Brother Paul used to say, and, and I thought then, wow, that's, that's quite a challenge. And Brother Keith has mentioned it also. He said, all those things that God has done for us and, and given to us, we hold with an open hand. Our loved ones. Our labors, all those things we hold with an open hand. If God chooses to take them, we say, thank you, Lord, for letting me hold them in my hand for our children. They're a gift of the Lord. We love them. They're the Lord's. If he takes them to a mission field and, and we're not able to see them again, it's, it's a marvelous, would be a marvelous thing. Are we willing to hold our children like that and pray that way? Lord, take my child and use him for your glory. It, it doesn't have to be that way in our day, but, you know, I, I, we were, Carol and I were visiting a, a, an old mission work in Hawaii one year, and, and the individuals, they left New York. It took them six months. They had to go, at that time, they had to go down below South America and, and in, in 
on a ship. Took them, I think, six months. They served there for, I, I don't remember how many years, but all the rest of their life. And none of their family was able to come. I never saw their family again in all those years that they served. And I think, wow. We don't have to do that today. We have so many ways of communications and blessings that God gives us. But anyway, we hold our children that way. That's still hard. Still, I'm not saying that that wouldn't be a challenge. But again, confident plans without this submission to God in that are, are sinful. Boasting in strategic plans or budgets is not only sinful, it's, it's not very wise, it's stupid. Such plans are mere speculations. So Jesus said, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Again, isn't that precious wisdom? Do not worry about tomorrow. Hmm. <laughs> that was a challenge, isn't it? Because what do we normally worry about? <laughs> We're not worried about yesterday too much. And sometimes that comes up too. We, don't, we worry about tomorrow. And so many of those things never come. And we're not to worry about them anyway. Do not worry about tomorrow. Again, it will take care of itself. It will take care of itself. You have enough evil today to keep us busy, to keep us, you busy, keep me busy. What should our be? What should our thinking be? For the market on some of that uh, this morning, but out of it, give me this day my daily bread. That's what it be, Lord. Here am I. Provide. Give me, give me those, that strength, that wisdom. Fools plan on getting right with God when? Tomorrow. They plan on coming to Christ as their Savior when? Tomorrow. Oh, again, there are always more excuses. Remember Felix, trembling under God's preaching, told him, give thy way, go thy way for this time. When I have convenient season, I will call for thee. In Acts 24, 25. And you know what? As near as we know, it never came. It never came. That convenient time never came. I pray that that would not be the case with you if you're here without Christ today. Don't say, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it tomorrow. Take care of it today. Today is the day of salvation. That's the cry. That's the, the, the tenor of the word of God. It never came. Again, you have today to be godly and wise. Again, do not presume on having another day. Children again and youth foolishly and impatiently presume on many tomorrows. Why? Because they're young. They're vibrant. They're not worried about tomorrow. They crave imagined future pleasures rather than anticipate today. Again, those of middle age expect to reach old age, and the old confidently believe they will outlive their neighbors. So such delusion, again, about the futures are madness, aren't they? The minutes, again, the minutes hearing this proverb could be your last. And my heart's desire and longing is that you come to Christ if you don't know him. And for those that do know him, that you're looking forward to that day when he will come for you, whether it be today, tomorrow, or years to come. 
Because remember the story and the account that Jesus told about a rich and successful man that confidently planned for many years to come. Remember him? But he died that very, he died that very night, Luke 12, 16 through 21. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, doing good. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say unto my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, but God said to him, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Again, one of the messages Brother Paul preached one time was, it stood out in my mind. He said, you know, he said, one of these days somebody else is going to be driving your car, sleeping in your, or uh, living in your house and sleeping in your bed. And you know it that's so true. So God again called him a fool for such arrogance and presumption. And the question is, are you any wiser if you do not use today to please God? We would not be any wiser. Again, one of the best ways to live is to consider today your last day in spiritual things. Again, if you knew you would die tonight and immediately face the Almighty God, how would you live today? Unnecessary variations from the, again, perspective prove you are boasting of tomorrow. In other words, you go some other directions on this and you're just saying, well, I'll, I'll take care of tomorrow myself. I got it under control. Things are going fine. Everything's good for me. I'm not worried about it. And you ought not to be worried about it. But, but if you're just doing it on your own, you ought to be worried about it. Our sufficiency, as we've already, God has already established, is in, is in him. And so again, in our closing, some of our closing thoughts, will the Lord Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, find you waiting for his surprise visit at the hour of your death or his sudden coming? Again, even yet, there's still another 12 hours, a little over 13 hours left in 2023 for us here. But even you could die today. You could die this year. Again, he is returning soon. He is returning soon. And I'm looking more forward to that than I am next, whatever, if, if we have next year. His returning. What a blessing. Heaven and hell are again are of grave importance. Very important. Will you live today accordingly or will you make the fatal mistake of planning tomorrow and dying today? And so, Lord, if you give us 2024, may we live it for your glory. May we live it for your glory. You've done all for us. You became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in you. 
May we live for that glory. Father, thank you again for 